Greenie with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Welcome into Greenie, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Michelle Smallman, and it's always a great day to have Jordan Renan, our ESPN NFL Nation Giants reporter with us, but especially today. I'm honored. I'm because honored. we've got a lot of Giants news to get into. How you doing, yeah, Jordan? You know, Good to see you. 72 hours. Yeah, I, I got to see the uh, well-oiled machine here of turning the set into from TV to radio in like, what, two seconds? People realize this is actually like a nascar pit crew we have get up that's that's on and then it's like a 30 second turnover that we have to jump in here but it's all good yeah now we have to do our part and you know talk sports and yeah there's something going on with the giants so it's uh you know the timing is right that i'm here right now i guess you know absolutely well saquon barkley is dominating the nfl headlines right now there's reports out there that his availability for week one is in question that's real if he doesn't reach a deal with the Giants. And the clock is ticking. They have until 4 o'clock Eastern on Monday to strike a deal. So, Jordan, what's the latest you can tell us about what's going on with Saquon and these discussions? Yeah, I mean, when you talk to people right now about it, that you don't come away overly optimistic that something's going to get done by Monday, 4 p.m. And that's kind of surprising because when you look at this situation and you say, well, he's their best offensive player, right? That's pretty clear. I don't even think anyone would argue that. I mean, can you even argue that? He is their best offensive player. Has been for years, face of the franchise. He wants to stay there, right? He's from Pennsylvania. It's a decent ride from where he lives now. He can back, go back home pretty easily, like, what, two hours or less. He has made a home in New Jersey. He's in the New York market. He loves that. It's all right there. He wants to be a giant for life. The Giants would love for him to be a giant for life. But there's a financial component to it, namely the guaranteed money, right? That's the big thing in this situation. Guaranteed money, twenty-two million, twenty-two point two million. I've said has been the magic number all along. I believe that remains the same. That's this year's franchise tag. Plus, the Giants would have an option next year on their franchise tag, and it does not appear that the Giants have reached that number yet. So, where are we at with these discussions? They haven't reached that number. Saquon is digging in, yeah. saying, "I will sit. I won't play if we don't arrive." You believe that at the number? I, well, that's what I wanted to ask you. Who needs who more? Because Saquon certainly knows that he has a lot of value within this Giants organization and when, mm-hmm. within this offense specifically. And we've seen how the running back position has been devalued across the NFL. So does, is his value higher with the Giants than it would be on the free market? Maybe a little bit. Like he has extra value to them. But when you get to the free market and you have multiple teams that maybe want you, which you would assume he's a really good player, there would be multiple teams interested in Saquon Barkley if he hit the market, which I, I believe to be true. I think the Giants need him more right now, especially this season. The Giants without him, I and mean, what does that roster look like, right? So, and, and I think the Giants are banking on this as well. It's like, well, we have you on the franchise tag. You know, where are you getting a job where you're making $10 million? You either play for the tag, if, if they don't reach agreement on a deal, you either play for $10 million, or what are you, you, know, what are you doing? Go find an, another job. You can't just go to another team. You can't play. So either play for $10 million. That's, by the way, 600, 600K a game. You gonna sit out for six hundred k? Absolutely not. I know. I know you make a lot of money here, but six hundred k a game is pretty good living. Pretty good. I, that's a hard thing to turn down. Plus, you're talking about a guy who has created a finely crafted image, right? And he he likes that. I believe that matters to him. Like you notice, he didn't like that he was being portrayed as greedy throughout mm. this process, right? You think a player who, and then he was even uh, out there putting blue caps out there, like, you know, lies. To, that means lies, by the way, for people like 
Diana Rossini who needed translated. By, by the way, I Googled it. But I was going to say, great. you're one of the cool kids that knows that because I had to get I the Googled translation to make as well. Sure. <laughs> the cap. I, I thought it would have meant, but I get confused between cap and no cap. I'm old. I'm too old for this stuff. So I Googled it, you know, like, like we have to do when we're in our 40s, these kind of things. And then if he's out there subtweeting people, you know that he's paying attention, right? This is like a, a, the, the flag's up. He's paying attention. It's bothering him. So you think a guy who this stuff is bothering bothering him is then going to go sit out? Like the backlash when you sit out, fans just want you to play, right? You're just a piece of meat. You're a player for the of most course. part. Play. And when you don't play, the backlash will be huge. You think all of a sudden you could see Saquon Barkley doing that? He's, he doesn't like the uh, narrative during negotiations. You don't know what that's going to be like if he sits out. That's a really good. That's a really good point. But I also think about where his feelings are with the organization. Like, which one would would trump the other? His feelings of maybe betrayal or hurt that the organization isn't valuing him properly, and he wants to dig his heels in and get what he feels like he deserves, or the external pressure from the fans or social media that want him to play. Because that's a big part of this. Is if slash when they get a deal done, how, how is he going to feel about this knowing that he had to go through this process? If they get a deal done, I think he could put it back. You, they, players have an ability to compartmentalize these kind of things and say that was the business part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was just how the business of it works. And we see what the business of running backs are these days. It's not good. He's not naive to that. He sees that. I think the bigger question is, is, it, is it a mistake? Are the Giants making a mistake? digging in their heels with a player like Saquon Barkley. Like, because it could backfire in the locker room. If they don't sign a long, it's tying him to a long-term deal, it's obviously going to be a big story. It's going to hover over the team. Could it derail a season? I think those questions are real, and those concerns are real, and they're not going to go away. Do you think it would be a mistake, that it's a mistake for them to dig their heels in? Yes, because Saquon Barkley is so important to this offense and to Daniel Jones. Right. So if, I, if I'm the Giants, I'm looking at what was successful for us last year. I'm looking at a quarterback that I invested a lot of money in, knowing that this player is very integral to his success. And but they're I don't not looking at him that he's not going to be there. They still think, oh, he has no choice. He's going to be there for $10.1 million. Yeah. But the question is, he might not be there happy, right? Right. You might have a disgruntled Saquon Barkley. That's really, to me, what they're playing with here. That's the downside. Do you want to disgruntle Saquon Barkley? I ultimately think he will play. At very most, if he wants to put his foot down and miss, it'll be like one game and he'll be like, hey, see what it's, you don't want to sign me in long term? You don't want to pay me? See what you look like, you know, for one game, Sunday night, national spotlight against the Dallas Cowboys. How, how does that offense look without Saquon Barkley? Are you scared of that offense without Saquon Barkley? No. Now, the running back by committee that's being floated out there, I don't think it's going to keep defensive coordinators up at <laughs> No, I mean, you're talking about Matt Breda. Nothing against Matt Breda. You know, it was fine as a backup last year. Gary Brightwell and fifth-round pick Eric Gray. It's a little different than Saquon Barkley standing behind Daniel Jones to help the, you know, now 40-plus million-dollar quarterback who's, you know, who pocketed a nice check himself. You know, in order to get the most out of him, you do need Saquon. So it's a very fine line that Joe Shane, the general manager, and the Giants seem to be walking here. Well, our ESPN NFL analyst Damian Woody talked about that, the fine line that the Giants are walking in this situation. I don't see this situation resolving itself. I think the New York Giants have dug in. I think that because of the state of 
you know, where the running back market is in, in today's NFL. You know, it's just hard to give those guys that, that second long-term deal um, because a lot of times you're not getting a return on your investment. And so I think a lot of organizations, a lot of teams are afraid to invest big dollars long-term in a running back. I think Saquon needs the Giants more because I think the shelf life of a running back financially is a lot shorter than a lot of other positions. Damian Woody, by the way, Jordan, going to join us in about 15 minutes to discuss this situation further. Now, I want to get a temperature check. If I'm a Giants fan, mm-hmm. we're getting closer and closer to the season. I'm concerned about this. Where should their panic level be? I think it should be fairly high. I mean, it's, if they don't get a deal done, an unhappy Saquon is bad for the, for the team, right? The, the outlook of the team for the season. When Saquon wasn't two years ago, Saquon was ba- – he got banged up that year. This is when he, the year after he came back from the tourney. He was banged up. He had a rough season. He didn't play very well. He admitted that. He has said he, he played poorly. He was mopey at the end of that season. Mm. And you could see his play suffer as a result of that and the team as a result. This is the same team, by the way, that, that uh, kneeled on the ball or on like you know second and third down so they could punt, mm-hmm. right? That's where the team was at. Like that – contributed to it the fact that Saquon Barkley was in that state of mind I don't think you want that I actually do think I think it's important that they do find middle ground and get something done because he has influence in that locker room I I do think that I do think he has influence in that locker room I get it you don't want to pay a running back but you do you want a mopey Saquon Barkley you think that that's good for the Giants outlook this year this year No, I don't think it is. I certainly don't want that. Uh, so if you have to prognosticate, when do you think that this situation could be resolved? Well, let's see, 358, if anything, uh, on Monday. Like, I think this is going to go down to the deadline because what I've gathered from the situation is we're sitting here on Friday afternoon. The deadline is Monday. It's nine months, nine months since they started negotiating. I don't think they've gotten very far in those nine months. They've made some little baby steps, but from the sound of it, they haven't gotten very far in the negotiations. So it's hard for me to – I actually came into this week thinking they would at the last minute strike a deal. I think I flipped to the other side at this point. Wow. He's Jordan Renan. I'm Michelle Smallman. You're listening to Greeny, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Coming up next, we want your calls, 888-729-3776. Giants fans, are you panicking about this Saquon Barkley situation yet. We want to hear from you. 888-729-3776. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. 
Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Burrow. Touchdown, what a start. Two actually has one of the prettiest balls I've ever caught in my life. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank'em. The top five MVP candidates. Number five. Jordan, these lists always cause some consternation. They cause debate. People yeah. get upset. So let's do it. Let's get into it. Our ESPN Radio Rankum top five MVP candidates. Who do you have coming in at number five? Yeah, see, here's the thing. I'm going to make this like my complaint right now about this, <laughs> these lists. Like this is basically, we could just easily make this the top five QB list, right? So yes. because of that, because I don't want to make it just the top five QB list, I mandated to myself that I put at least one non-quarterback on the list. So Micah Parsons. Love that. Dallas Cowboys. Because here's the way I look at it. A weaker conference is the NFC. So there's a team in the NFC that can win that conference. They don't need to be the best team in the league. The AFC has all the great quarterbacks. So if you have Micah Parsons and the Dallas Cowboys win that division, finish with the number one seed, and he has 13 and a half and 13 sacks the last two years, if he has a big year for him, that's like 17 sacks. Mm-hmm. The Dallas Cowboys could easily have one of the top defenses they did last year. And if they have one of the top team's records, top defenses, right? their defense will get a lot of the credit. Therefore, Micah Parsons will get a lot of credit. Plus, he's a, just one of the best defensive players in the league. A freak, right, in a football sense. Uh, I'm a big fan of Micah Parsons. I think he's the one defensive player. I think they could win defense, uh, MVP, not even just defensive player of the year, MVP. 
I love that you added him to the list. And I struggled with that, too, because a lot of the same suspects are going to be on these MVP yeah. lists. And it's hard to get non-quarterback players in there. But unfortunately, I'm starting with a quarterback. Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills. He was the front runner for the MVP last year until he sustained that elbow injury about midway through. 4,283 yards, 35 touchdowns last year. He was two yards shy of a personal best. I think he's going to continue to be in the mix here. The only thing, Jordan, the reason I put him in on number five is I'm worried about the turnovers. I wonder if that's going to be a detriment to him eventually winning the MVP award. Yeah, too low. I'll, I'll explain later. But oh, too low. okay. Well, too let's low. keep it moving. Number four. Yeah, I'm going with Joe Burrow here. I mean, come on. Can't go wrong with Joe Burrow. Look what he's already done. Imagine if he has Jamar Chase for a full season, right? Jamar Chase was banged up last season. And if the biggest threat to Patrick Mahomes, who obviously we're both probably going to have, I didn't see your list fully yet, is probably at the top of the list. It's, a, it's not, a, not brain surgery here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the guy's every year basically in the running, so why wouldn't you put him near the top? If Joe Burrow is the biggest threat to Patrick Mahomes as a team, then he should also be the, one of the biggest threats to him as an MVP candidate. So to me, Joe Burrow, like, I don't think we've seen his best statistical season yet. It's coming. It could be this year. That's why he's next on my list at number four. You'll hear from me about Joe Burrow as well. Here's my one non-quarterback on the list. Ooh, number four. Okay. It's Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings. Last, argue that. last year, he was certainly in the conversation. He led the NFL in targets, receiving yards, receptions, and first down catches. He's he's young, and he's one of these these guys, Jordan, that makes the impossible look possible. The catches that he makes, the hard catches that he makes, are unbelievable. Uh, I'm worried about the Vikings simply because they had so many close games last year, so many one-score games that they were able to figure out. I wonder if they're going to be able to do something similar this year. That division is also interesting to me. The Vikings seem like the favorite right now, but I don't know. Let's see what the Bears do. Let's see what Jordan Love has. But I think Justin Jefferson is still going to be a big-time star in this league. I think he's going to have a great season. He's on the list. Social media said he's been hanging out with Olivia Dunn. Does that affect you at all? No. That's a good thing. That's a positive for him. Why not? Peak performance. Maybe he's happy, and happiness will translate to him having another monster year. I like the thinking. <laughs> I like the thinking. All right, number three. Uh, I have Jalen Hurts at number three. Yeah, he was the runner-up last year, and he was great. I actually had him at number two at first, but then I thought to myself, you know what? Jalen Hurts, it's a possibility that Jalen Hurts last season, that that ultimately is one of his best seasons, right? That there might be a little setback. Like, he could be just as good – but not put up the same numbers that he did last year. Last year, everything worked for the Eagles. They were just smashing people left and right, Giants included, by the <laughs> way, two, two out of the three times. Okay, And so I could see him taking a little step back, but he's still in that mix because they're a great team. He's got unbelievable weapons. I mean, Devonta Smith's a stud, and he's yeah. their number two. He might even be their number three receiver because Dallas Goddard's really good too. Mm-hmm. If Dallas Goddard was on like a team that didn't have – A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, he might be the number one receiver, essentially. So you have those weapons, and even that running back, they filled the running back position. Jalen Hurst is going to put up big numbers again. They could win that conference pretty easily because it's an easy path because it's a weak conference and they're a loaded team. So checking in at number three for me, you had him at number four. It's Joe mm-hmm. Burrow. And I think this guy is eventually going to win an MVP. I just don't know if it's going to be this year. And it's not because of his ability or his skill set. It's because of the guys that are number two and number one on my list. Mm. See, this is another difficult thing, Jordan, about putting this list together. I wanted to incorporate a Trevor Lawrence, a guy that I think is going to take a next step, maybe be in the conversation. But then I'm like, 
is this player or this player or this player going to regress this season? I don't see it happening. So the two players I have at two and one, I don't think you're going to take a step back, which I think is going to prohibit Joe Burrow from getting the MVP award. But we know who this guy is. He is, as they say, as the kids say, him. He is him. He's, him. He's got that essence. How could everyone be him? I'm confused by that. <laughs> There's so many hims. Are you him? I would say like my family thinks so, but actually my 12-year-old daughter does not think I'm him. Well, we're going to show her today that you are. Last year, Joe Burrow, franchise best, 35 touchdown passes. He has uh, thrown a touchdown pass in 23 consecutive games, longest active streak in the NFL. He's a stud. No more needs to be said about Joe Burrow, number three on the list. Number two. Yeah, see, I'm going with Josh Allen at number two. I think people are down on Josh Allen. Yes, he turned the ball over a lot last year. I get it. Uh, 19 turnovers that led the NFL. Uh, five red zone interceptions. See, to me, that was almost an anomaly. He only had two in his career up to that point. He had five last year. I think people are over, overreacting to, Joe, uh, to Josh Allen's – that's his down season. When you get a 41 total touchdowns in your down season, you know what that means? You're a stud. You're that good. Okay, <laughs> You're so, him? You're he, yeah, he, in Buffalo, he's him. Another him. See, I, uh, too much, too much him. But that, if you could do that in your down, let me just tell you, Patrick Mahomes won the MVP, right? Yeah. How many touch, total touchdowns do you think Pat Mahomes is accounted for? Hmm. I don't know. How many? 45. Okay. 41 passing, four rushing. 45. Josh Allen, in his down year, this bad year that he had, apparently, this, that, that's the narrative out there about him, had 42 so he really wasn't even that far off. Limit the, the interceptions. I think some of those uh, bad red zone turnovers that he had, like you said, the arm injury kind of contributed to him falling off the map a little bit during that like down stretch. I think he could easily limit those and be in the mix. And I could 100% see him proving a lot of people wrong this year and showing that he is him. Let's see, I used it. I love it. My number two, Jalen Hurts. Last year, he was so close to getting this award. He led his team most regular seasons win, top seed in the NFC, the league's third-ranked offense, and he was great in critical moments, Jordan. His QBR on on third down ranked top four in the red zone. He's, he's one of these guys where we had some questions about him heading into last season. He turned those question marks into an exclamation point, and I have no reason to believe that after the success he had last year another year in that system his comfortability level is better his confidence is better that he's not going to have another great year I wouldn't be surprised if he actually wins the MVP this year I wouldn't either wouldn't okay who's number one number one I mean this is a no-brainer should we say it on the count he's three? him one two oh, three him him, him. Patrick he's Mahomes him. <laughs> yeah we know that come on and you could we could lock him in the last three years 38, 37, 41 touchdown passes. You could lock him in for close to 40 touchdown passes. I don't know how you argue that. He's in the running every year. He's been that good in his career. Five seasons as a starter, and every single year they're in the championship game, and he's an MVP candidate. You want to bet against that? I don't. I mean, he's a lock, number one. Anyone who I want to know who doesn't put him number one on the list. How about that? I don't know who you could make the argument for to put above Patrick Mahomes. The only thing I wonder, Jordan, is sometimes with MVPs, when when one player consistently wins it over and over, we're trying to find somebody else to give yeah. the award to. That's the only it's like reason. Michael Jordan should have won the MVP every year like, of his career, basically, yes. right? But because you're, you're, that's your expectation for him. 
Yes. So maybe they want to have somebody else get in the mix, but it's Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be Patrick Mahomes all day. You you talk about the the crazy things that you can lock him in for. I'm watching that quarterback series on Netflix that chronicles. I've been watching it. It's outstanding. You're, you're a fan? Oh my gosh! It's Marcus yeah. Mariota. It's Kirk Cousins, who I think is the breakout star. I was star about of to say thing. I heard I heard Cousins is the guy that really catches people's attention. He's amazing, and Patrick Mahomes, and it's just revisiting last season and and just the unbelievable throws that he can make and how his team is never out of it because of him. But let's talk about the list with our ESPN NFL analyst and two-time Super Bowl champion, Damian Woody, who joins us now. Damian, before we ask you about our top five MVP list, we need to get your opinion on the news of the day and Saquon Barkley. If you're Saquon Barkley, are you feeling disrespected at all by the Giants, and how much do you think this resentment could potentially build for him throughout the season? Well, I think the running back market as a whole, they probably feel resent, resentment of how the, the business of football is treating that position. I mean, it's just been kind of a downward spiral, you know, for, for some years now. And I think, you know, you look at Saquon Barkley and what he's meant to the New York football giants. He was their team. He was the team. He was their MVP last year. He was everything. You know, he was the engine to their offense. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure he's probably looking at this thing like Daniel Jones got broke off going to be making one like you know forty two million dollars per year with his new contract, and I can't get a long term deal. You know, being the player that I am, you know, and what I mean for the New York Giants, I'm pretty sure he feels disrespected. But I always tell people, you know, it's what you know. A lot of fans they see what's going the product on the field, but the business of football looms larger than the product on the field. With that being said, you've been in a locker room, you've been in New England where they negotiate hard, right? They they'll put their foot down. When they, when they needed to. They did it time and time again there. Do you think the Giants, though, are making a mistake with digging in their heels with a guy like Saquon, and how does that kind of play in the locker room? You know, I think the Giants understand, you know, they understand the, the, court, the, the running back market and, and understand that, you know, a lot of times with the, you know, you get into a second, you know, second contract, you know, with these running backs, and, you know, do you really get the return on investment if you invest a lot of money? you know, into the running back position. You know, this is an offense that still needs some work. I know they got, you know, they acquired Darren, you know, Darren Waller and, you know, they drafted Jalen High, Jalen High, but that, that you know, that skill group is still not up to par if you want to compete at the highest level. So, you know, I think the Giants, you know, their front office concern made a decision that, you know what, we rather at this point, we would rather probably go year to year and just franchise tag and see where that goes rather than dish out a long-term deal uh, for Saquon Barkley. Jordan Renan and Michelle Smallman here on Greeny on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. We're talking to our ESPN NFL analyst, Damian Woody. And Damian, moving on to the other team in New York, the Jets and Quinn and Williams, they agreed to a four-year, $96 million deal. You played for that organization. Could you make the argument that getting this deal done with Williams might have been just as important as getting Aaron Rodgers? Well, Quentin Williams is the best best player on the team, regardless of Aaron Rodgers. He's the he's the Jets' best player, and uh, you know I was on Get Up earlier today, and, and you know Bill Barnwell talked about a stat which was 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 eye opening. Uh, when Quentin Williams is on the field, the Jets had the highest sack rate of any team in the league. When he's not on the field, they literally have the worst sack rate of any te- any any team in the league. Wow. That's the type of impact a guy like Quentin Williams has on that Jets defense. So. Having him in the mix before training camp, we know about hard knocks and everything that's going to come with hard knocks. That's just one less thing that the team has to worry about. Now their best player is going to be rocking and rolling uh, in training camp. 
What do you think of Hard Knocks? I mean, you, you, you know firsthand what that's like. Uh, and when you're talking about it, you heard Aaron Rodgers, he said they, they shoved it down our throats, or I, I think was the exact words that he said. What do you think when you hear that? And is it really that big a deal? It's not. It's really not. As a guy, you know, I don't think Aaron Rodgers has done hard knocks um, in his career. But as a person who, who who did it back in 2010, I thought it was tremendous. I thought it was great, to be honest with you. And I, I think a, part, a big reason why, uh, you know, Rex Ryan really, you know, wanted us to embrace it. Obviously, we had a lot of juicy storylines that year with the rivalry was hold out and Rex Ryan being this, you know, this 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 big character. But a lot of players, we just had fun with it. We really did. We had fun with it. And I think the Jets got to do the same thing. You know, I, listen, you had an, you had a, if you're, the, if you're hard knocks in the NFL, you had a choice between the Washington commanders, bears, <laughs> sorry, Courtney. Okay. Bears <laughs> and the saints. Like who are you going to pick naturally? You know, out of all of those teams, obviously you're going to go with the Jets. You traded for Aaron Rodgers. That's the obvious choice. So, embrace it and just roll with it so wait how much do guys sit there and behind the scenes like you're you're sitting in a room and you're like when guys say or do something say oh they're definitely going to use that or how much how much do you guys talk about it i need i need i need to know like the behind the scenes do guys act differently because they know the camera's there not listen i don't think guys act differently you know they encourage you just be yourself you know like Ultimately, you know, and Courtney, you know, this is well, not Courtney's not there. I'm sorry. Um, you know, but ultimately, the front office they go they have final say of what's going to air. So it's not like NFL Films goes willy nilly and just going to put whatever they want out there. The organization does have some creative control over what's going to be aired to the national audience. So, like, listen, I, I think the one thing about having all the cameras there is the fact that guys want you they don't nobody wants to be embarrassed. So usually guys tend to elevate their game knowing that mm. okay, a national audience is gonna be watching. I'm not gonna be that guy's gonna be embarrassed out here. So you're gonna get the best version of all these players on hard knocks in my opinion. That's a really good point, Damian, that I hadn't considered. Damian Woody joining Jordan Renan and Michelle Smallman here on Greeny. And Damian, last thing for you, when we welcomed you into the show, Jordan and I were giving our top five picks for NFL MVP this year. We both had Patrick Mahomes sitting there at number one, but do you have a, a sneaky outside MVP candidate heading into this season? Uh, sneaky outside MVP candidate. That's a great one. You know, we had last year, you know, Jalen Hurts came onto the scene, and I think if Jalen Hurts hadn't gotten hurt, he probably would have won the MVP last year. Oh, man, that's a good oh. – I, I, listen, I want to tell you one. I, I think that, you know, Deshaun Watson. Whoa. What, what version okay. of Deshaun Watson are we going to get this year? Are we going to get the version from the last time we saw Deshaun Watson in the Houston Texas uniform, who was a top five – quarterback in this league. I don't think people remember how good Deshaun Watson was before he before he got into all the off the field stuff. Deshaun Watson was one of the one of the elite, one of the best quarterbacks that we have in this league. So if you want to talk about someone maybe outside of what people are talking about, I think Deshaun Watson might be a guy that, you know, that that's out there in the periphery that that could, you know, do something like that. This is why we love Damian Woody, Jordan, a name that I wasn't even expecting him to say. Yeah. He's our ESPN NFL analyst, Damian Woody. You can follow him on socials at Damian Woody. Damian, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it, man. All right. Thanks a lot, guys.
This is Greeny coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. He's Jordan Renan. I'm Michelle Smallman. And coming up next, we're going to tell you about the most unusual piece of jewelry we've ever heard of. We'll explain about it next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. Alongside Jordan Renan, I'm Michelle Smallman. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. You can always listen to ESPN Radio on your smart speaker. And ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. It's the phone number. Call to get in on the conversation. And you might want to, after you hear this next story that Jordan and I have for you. So Sam Hartman, Notre Dame quarterback, he had a rib surgically removed, Jordan, late last year because of a blood a blood clot. Yeah, yeah. And we recently found out what his plans were for this rib. And this leads Excuse us... Me? Yeah, I'm going to tell you, you're going to hear about it. This leads us to today's edition of I'm Sorry, What? I'm Sorry, What? what, what? I'm Sorry, What? I'm Sorry, What? I'm Sorry, What? The rib is good. It's actually clean. It looks like a fossil. It is well on its way to becoming a necklace. I think we're about you know, a couple weeks out from finalizing it. You know, we're just making sure we uh, take great care of it and make sure that it stays in one piece. It's a lot of disbelief. Like a lot of my teammates here, it's kind of a, they don't always know. I guess you sometimes assume that people know um, your story and, and how much it sometimes gets told. But um, it is a fun fact, and guys kind of will be like, there's no way, and then I have to show them the scar, and then ultimately they'll ask to see a picture of it, and they immediately regret asking to see a picture of a human <laughs> rib not inside the body. So, But it's good and well. All right, Jordan. So Sam Hartman revealing this on the Paul Feinbaum show on ESPN Radio yesterday. Hey. Just to recap, he had the rib removed. It looks like a fossil. It's all polished up. He's going to turn it into a piece of jewelry. He's going to wear it as a necklace. Your thoughts? I mean, I guess, you know, when people, he said not everybody knows about it and he has to tell us, he could say, hey, look at my rib, you know. <laughs> it's a good conversation starter, I guess. You know, hey, what's that on your neck? Oh, that's my rib that they took out? Yeah. First of all, is this a common thing? Like, I, I want to know. Like, did, I never heard of taking body parts out and keeping them and preserving them. Sounds, I don't know, unusual to say the least. So I've never had a bone removed, but I did have an kind of an interesting situation recently. I was at my parents' house, um, and my, my mom had a hope chest for me where she kept all of these memories oh throughout my life, throughout my childhood, so that one day I could take it, put it in my own house, and it's just there. It's kind of like a turnkey uh, time capsule of your life, right? Okay. Well, I'm going through it when I'm home not that long ago, and there was this cigar box in there. So I open it up. It's my bonnet and my hospital bracelet from when my proud parents took me home from the hospital. There's all of these little pieces of jewelry that I got for my christening. And then there's this little white bag. And I open it up, Jordan, and inside are all of my baby teeth. They're saving your teeth. They were in there. Your baby teeth. My baby teeth are in there. And I didn't know what to do with them. What what are they like? They're just going to, they have any plans to do them? (laughs) Like just going to keep them forever? Like are you, 
Is that in the will? Like, are you is are the baby teeth in the will? Like, you're gonna are you gonna accept the baby teeth? What are you gonna do with them when you get them? I think she just put them in there in case one day I wanted them, and I didn't quite know what to do with them. Do I keep them? That's weird. Do I throw them away? That also feels weird because you're throwing away a part of your past self. So what would you do? Well, that's the thing as a parent. Yeah, you 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 get the tooth. You probably keep it for a couple days and then you you throw it out. You know what? I I say that my daughter had her teeth pulled. And I did bring them home in like this little case. And I think, you know, like the, the little holder that you throw all your mail and your like keys in yeah, like on yeah. the counter. I believe it's still in there somewhere. But if I do see it, I mean, the next time we see it, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to throw it away now. Like there's no need to keep teeth. You know, there should be like a shelf life. Like yeah. after like a week, I think you should get rid of them. Okay. But they're still chilling in your entryway with the mail. That's just because I forgot they were there. <laughs> I'm assuming, I, I, you know what? My wife has a tendency to just, things just happen to disappear. You know, like after a while, like if they just sit around for a while, they, psh, she just shoves them into the garbage. So I'm pretty sure the teeth actually might not be there. I'm going to okay. check when I get home. Yeah, you better check when you get home because if not, I think it's time to throw them out. I'm yeah. going to get rid my of my My daughter's too. not going to be like, hey, where's my teeth? <laughs> hey, where's my teeth? Like, are you, were you ever thinking like, oh, I wonder where my, <laughs> my childhood teeth are? No, I hey, mom, you got my never teeth. considered it. No, but now that I have them, I'm like, should I pull a Sam Hartman? Should I maybe turn them into a, a charm bracelet? Should I dip them in gold and make it kind it of a It would be cool a conversation starter piece? for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you wanted to start conversation, what is that on your wrist? Those are my baby teeth. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be a little awkward. Though. I don't know how that'd be perceived. So I'm from St. Louis, Jordan, covered the St. Louis Cardinals for a long time. And my okay. favorite Cardinal of all time is Chris Carpenter. And he had thoracic outlet syndrome. And part of treating that was he had to get a rib removed as well. And I remember at the time he said he put it in a jar and he gave it to his daughter. What? Yes. And I think we're, we're working on getting the sound from my friends in St. Louis because it's better to hear him tell this Would story. Would you really want, if you're the daughter, do you want that? So here's the thing. I am a weirdo. And, I, you know, I have no pieces of sports memorabilia in my house. I don't know if you do, but I don't have jerseys. I don't have anything. Don't tell me you have Chris Carpenter's rib on your wall. If I could have anything, I would have, because <laughs> that is a conversation piece. What's For that on sure. your mantle? It's my favorite Cardinal of all times rib. And it's part of the lore that makes him such a legend. He got the rib removed. He came back. Would he you want it signed? Signed The rib? jar signed? I would either want... His rib, which is no longer in existence, and I'll tell you the story in a little bit. Or Matt Holliday, another great Cardinal, had a moth fly into his ear during a game. I think huh? it'd be cool to have the moth kind of pressed and, and made into an art piece. I'm a weirdo. Excuse me? <laughs> I'm, I'm a little, I'm like perplexed here. Like, oh, you want a, you want a moth yeah. and a rib? That, those First are the of all, how of big is a human rib? I mean, I, I've never like looked into it that much. Like what? Six inches, eight know. inches, we'll have a to foot. Get, we'll have to get feet? research on that and find out. Because right, we'll I have, no I know idea. everyone's curious about how big a human rib is right now. He's Jordan Renan. I'm Michelle Smallman. It's Greeny ESPN Radio. And coming up next, we're going to tell you the ending of this Chris Carpenter story. It's incredible. You're going to hear about it. It's one you don't want to miss. Keep it here on Greeny. It's ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.